Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Animaniacast. I think it's time we got down to business, yeah? Now, our first quarter figures are really low, as there's a business a graph will hopefully show. What are you doing? We're getting down to business. We are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs, and we are going to revisit each and every episode of the series, discussing cultural references, gags, jokes. We're going to share our memories of first watching the episode, and we'll also give you an episode rating of what we think about it right now. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, Nathan. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm Joey's younger brother i sound a bit like joey and kelly hello i'm the cute one that's right <laughs> we had to get one cute one here otherwise <laughs> we'd be in trouble uh so i guess uh, we should start the show off with telling us about a little bit about yourself so kelly why don't why don't you go first ladies first what would you like to tell us about yourself Okay, well, um, besides the fact that i do love animaniacs i um i'm a writer for big shiny robot and a big Star Wars fan. I love Yoda. Um, I love all things Spielbergian. And I, um, I actually wrote about Animaniacs in my diary right after the show first aired. And I said it was a funny Spielbergian show and I loved it. And, um, I don't know. I just, I like pop culture. Very cool. And, uh, Nathan, how about yourself? Um, well, I grew up with the Animaniacs. I guess I was, Six when the first episode came out, something ninety three. Yeah, yeah, you were six. Six. Years oh old. my god! I know. <laughs> I was so young, but uh, <laughs> so uh, I grew up loving Animaniacs, um, Tiny Toon Adventures, uh, Freakazoid, all those kind of fun shows. I don't know. Um, I'm also a big Star Wars fan, and well, Nathan. By the way, we should we should also state that Nathan has one of the rare. Not many people can say this. You've actually had the voices of the Animaniacs actually sing happy birthday to you when you were a little kid. This is true. And I forget how old you were. We'll have to look it, it up later. Some, but Somewhere older than six. Yes. And and younger than oh, ten-ish. Ten, yeah. <laughs> so it was probably like eight or nine. There we go. So so Nathan actually got the original voices to sing to them. And we'll talk more about that at at a later point. But my name is Joey, and uh, among the Animaniacs, which I've always been a fan of, and especially Pinky and the Brain, I am a huge Star Wars fan as well. And we realized that I really kind of had this idea for the Animaniacs uh, podcast, or the Animaniacast, a little while ago. And just through serendipity, it just happened to be premiering on netflix so what a great time to be an animaniacs fan and i think people are really coming out uh really out of the woodwork of saying wow this show is fantastic and now i'm getting uh i'm also a school teacher myself and uh here at my middle school i'm getting kids quite often talking about the the animaniacs when they see my uh pinky in the brain uh statue up on my uh shelf so it's interesting to hear how kids today react to the show as well. So that, among other things, is uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about. Uh, the Animaniacs, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. What's that? The show ran from 1993 to 1998. And do you know how many episodes there were, Nathan? 
Uh, I would say more than 20. You're right. Kelly, do you know? I'm going to guess around 200. No, actually, 99. 99. 99 episodes. Right in between both our guesses. Although, (laughs) Although, if you include Wacko's Wish into that, you get a grand total of 100. So there you go. Uh, I would not surprise that you thought 200, Kelly, because, uh, I mean, being on from, from 1993 to 1998, um, there were a few years where, uh, they showed quite a bit of reruns and you would think, uh, and I think they kind of sliced up some of them to make new episodes, but we'll be going through all of that. So today in our first episode, of course, we're going to be reviewing episode one from season one, A New Hope. I was going to say that. Wait, no. (laughs) Episode one was The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. What is wrong with everybody? But that's what went through my head was episode one, A New Hope. (laughs) Episode one, A New Hope. No, episode (laughs) one from season one, which originally aired September 13th, 1993. Which, I just want to put an FYI in there, was the day after the premiere of Sequest DSV, which was also a Spielberg show. That was a really exciting week for Kelly. Well, there you go. It was, uh, so I was, so Kelly, why don't you start us off? You back then in 1993, you were excited for Sequest. Yes. Animaniacs was also premiering. Uh-huh. Uh, the the first question I have for you guys is where were you? Do, what do you at remember home. from that time? You were at <laughs> home. <laughs> I remember all the commercials leading up to the premiere of Animaniacs. They kept showing Yakko's World um, mm. over and over again, and I was like, "I what is this thing? I have to watch it. It's it's an earworm now. I I have to know this song." Yes. And um. So uh, I got home from school and uh, watched it when it first first aired from the beginning. Yeah, I remember those. I remember those commercials as well. And being a Tiny Toons Adventure fan, uh-huh. I, you know, I was thinking about this before we got on the air. They didn't tell kids back then that shows were ending. It's kind of like they just mm. stopped. You kind of got the hint that maybe the show wasn't going to be coming back anymore. After they would kind of just start showing reruns and then would new shows would premiere and then your favorite shows would just keep rerunning. So when the Tiny Toons just kind of stopped being new, I was like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, when are they going to show new episodes? And then, yeah, they started showing uh, Yakko's World, uh, Yakko singing that during like commercial breaks for Fox. And uh-huh. once you know it, that's uh, the premiere. I remember really running home. Uh, on the day of the premiere to get there just in time for it to turn on. Uh, and I, I turned on the TV and just got to see the, uh, newsreel of the stars starting up. Uh, so I was there from, from day one and I really liked what I saw. Now, Nathan, you were six years old. I was six years old. So I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday. No, uh, <laughs> I, I mostly just remember watching the first episode over and over again on VHS. Yeah. One of the, yeah. We did watch. We, it. I, that's what I was noticing too. Rewatching this episode last night, I'm like, like, boy, we watched this episode a lot on VHS. Like this must have been on a regular rotation. This I first think, episode. well, because it was probably at the beginning of the tape, right? And then <laughs> we'd watch all the rest of them, but if we didn't have time for the rest, we'd at least watch that. That's that first one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I taped every episode, and the ones that were my favorite, I'd keep. Yes. And then I'd kind of edit them onto another cassette and, um, you know, had like this uh, tape full of all my favorite segments. Now, you see, kids, back then we didn't have all that fangled stuff. We had to hook up two VCRs to each other. Yeah. But that's also what, by the way, that's what, 
I'm also excited about doing this podcast is seeing episodes that, quite frankly, I'm I'm sure I've missed some ex- episodes along the way, mm. and um, I I'm excited to see some of them that I've never seen or have totally forgotten because maybe we didn't tape them on VHS that one day. Yeah, or we forgot to hit record again after the commercial. Or... Exactly, and you missed the whole segment. We try to yeah, cut that's right. You try to get rid of the commercials, which ironically, right now. If you ever pull out those old VHS tapes, I always want to watch the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't get on that. Netflix. <laughs> I love the ones for Star Wars toys. Oh, some of those oh, micro yeah. machine ones were great. Yeah, that was, that's true. Right around this time, we're getting Power of the Force and, uh, micro machine set, uh, commercials. Right. There before. was this one where the kid was like, I will freeze you in carbonite forever, Han Solo. And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> this is the impression of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to go ahead and give our, our run, our synopsis here of the different parts. And then we'll get, I'll turn it over to you guys for any thoughts, reflections, stuff like that. So when we first start on the Animaniacs episode here, it gives us a prologue. And in that prologue, it gives us an intro to the Animaniacs. Uh, this intro is also shown on many later episodes. Yeah. Uh, many times, I think when they were a little short on time and they had to fill it in, they had a couple minutes right there where they just got to put that in. And in this, uh, it is revealed that the Warner Brothers and their sister Dodd, originally created in 1930, quickly escaped off the, their animation page, and they ran amok throughout the studio, and they had to be locked up in the studio water tower. But not only that, they also locked up their films, which also made no sense, uh, into the water tower to never be released. However, despite this security measure, the Warners somehow escape. So... Right away in the intro, in that first slide, we see a lot of different stars from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. Nathan, can you tell me any of the stars that you remember seeing? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the security guard was not a star. No, I'm talking about it right at the very then, beginning. Okay, so like the artists? Yes. Then no, definitely not. Kelly? Uh, Clark Gable? Clark Gable was, I know you, because you were like gone with the wind. I yeah, know you'd like I'm, to remember I'm, I'm from the South. I'm Georgian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys. So okay, first of all, uh, I'm going clockwise now. Here we go. There's eight of them. There's at least eight. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Lon Chaney from The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Harold Lloyd from A Short Safety Last. And uh, Harold Lloyd's hanging from a clock right there. Uh, Buster Keaton. Uh, from the short The General, and he's running away from a train. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, which for some reason he has white hair. Uh, he's eating his shoe, and that's from a scene from The Gold Rush. And uh, Clark Gable, like was mentioned. And then uh, James Cagney and Mae Clark from Public Enemy, 1931. Then, of course, we have uh, Betty Davis from The Little Foxes and Humphrey Bogart from the Maltese Falcon. Now, looking at these references, looking at all these things right here, uh, and then going back into my adult brain now, mm-hmm. I'm going, wait a minute, the timeline doesn't make sense or anything. <laughs> this, they said 1930, and they're showing stars from 1941 and 1931. But um, if you put that all aside, it's just kind of cool to see all those, <laughs> those people. I really liked how the Animaniacs did these references, not only to stars uh, from the you know, the 90s contemporary stars, but actually did go back every now and then and showed stars from the 30s and 40s. To me, 
I don't know about you two, but I remember when the Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes was on TNT as a kid, and I would watch silly, or I'd watch silly symphonies on the Disney Channel. I would see these stars from uh, the 1930s and 40s and not know who they were. And my dad at the time would say, oh, that's uh, Laurel and Hardy right there, and that's so-and-so, and that's so-and-so. Jimmy Durante. And- yeah. I felt the same way when I used to watch The Muppet Show, because oh, I yeah. caught it in reruns. I didn't know who half those people were. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I have I have The Muppet Show on... That'll be our other podcast, the Muppets, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Muppet Show yeah. Uh, cast. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I get, I know, I know the Someone's feeling. Someone's going to steal it. Oh, okay, let me get that down. Uh, <laughs> but um, and some other references that uh, are kind of cool in that in that intro. Uh, the an- the animators are animating in a place called Termite Terrace, and Termite Terrace was actually the name of the Warner Brothers Animation Studio, or at least its nickname at the time, hmm. and. Uh, when you go in there, you'll see the animators. And I actually saw, if you look closely, it, there's a pig, uh, a picture of a pig, uh, being drawn next, or at least sitting next to the, uh, Animaniacs. And it looks like Hampton to me from the Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh. So there you go. So did you guys notice anything else about this? Any thoughts about that? This one's just some it's, random It's trivia. all in black and white. Except for their noses. That's right, Ethan. A little trivia there for you. Yes. <laughs> and I think Hello Nurse is the, in the shot with the animators, too, for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know. You Again, timeline-wise, <laughs> with my brain as an adult, I'm going, what? They're all over the place. And then I say, it's just a cartoon show. It's just a cartoon show. It's okay. Um, Kelly, anything else you want to add about that? No, I think you covered it pretty well. I sure did. And now, you know what? <laughs> we'll never have to cover it again. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I take it I, I take it back. In some episodes, there's an extended version of oh, that oh, opening. Okay. So we'll revisit we'll it revisit one more it. time and talk about the extended So I have thing. some time to think. Exactly. Oh, so you, you start it. thinking about it. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we get to the Animaniacs theme song, which, to me, as a fan of Tiny Toon Adventures, I right away thought of. It, it's similarity to Tiny Toon Adventures and their theme song. What I really like about this theme song is the fact that we see a lot of characters that will not really be introduced to us formally until several episodes into the run, into the season. Anyway, it's very, very similar to Tiny Toons, very similar to Freakazoid. Did the same, yeah. Yeah, like, they had their they Freakazoid had, their, had characters that they never introduced. In the entire series, I think. I think so. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that later. I don't know. I just, it always bothered me in that. <laughs> but there are a lot, like when Yakko is banging the heads of a, like a, a bunch of the bad guys, you see uh, Einstein and uh, you see uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff and mm-hmm. a bunch of the other uh, foils of the Animaniacs that they're like hitting on their head. Uh, so you, you are introduced not only to the, I guess you could say the, the core, but the, the, yeah, the good guys are the good, they're all yeah. good guys. There's no bad guys in this. Well, there's a few, but, uh, you get to see the core characters and you get to see those, uh, I don't know if you want to say the foils because the Animaniacs are really the foils to the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they're all the good guys and Animaniacs yes. are almost the bad guys. Oh my almost. gosh. Oh my god, my whole world is, <laughs> uh, any, th- any thoughts about the theme? At all, I mean, it's 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 a great theme, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very catchy. Um, I do like that they say the title. <laughs> you know what show you're watching? You know, 
right away. That's very true. I always sing along with it when I watch it. I just I love the theme song. It's mm-hmm. so it's so happy. There's a ton of uh, cool covers of the song actually that you can find on iTunes. Really? If you go oh. and you just search for uh, yeah, if you search for uh, uh, Animaniacs just on there, you'll see a, a bunch of different uh, covers, including one which is kind of like a smooth jazz kind of cover, which sounds kind of cool. Uh, and uh, there's an eight bit cover. Which is just sounds like a Nintendo game, and uh, oh wow! And there, yeah, so check it out if uh, you want to hear variations of it. It's pretty cool. And of course, each uh, episode had a variation lyric, uh, and this one is. Here's a show's name. See, they uh, do say the name. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, in case you forgot. <laughs> I think that's the one they use the most. Yeah. I, I've never tallied it up or anything, but that seemed to be the one that was uh, generally used. Okay, we're starting the tally right now. <laughs> Here's one. the show name one. Uh, and now, I don't know about you, but I did kind of get annoyed, quite frankly, just even as a kid. I was like, oh, are they going to say something different? And then it's, here's the show's namey. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I always looked forward to, like, we'd always have to, like, be quiet. Like, oh, there you go. And then, oh. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, because I think we were used to the Simpsons and stuff, how the Simpsons would be usually different. Yeah, they do a different chalkboard and a different couch. Right. And then, uh, and for the Animaniacs, usually it was, you, you would hope for something different at the beginning and then different at the end. Uh, okay, so we're, we have three segments in this particular episode, and we're going to go through each segment and then talk about our favorite moments of it or our favorite quotes, etc. So the first one is my one of, honestly, I got to say, first and foremost, this episode, it has some, it has three really nice segments. In fact, two out of the three are some of my favorite segments throughout the entire run of Animaniacs. And the first one here is called Desanitized. This is written by Paul Rugg and directed by Rusty Mills and Dave Marshall. And in this particular segment, uh, we have Dr. Scratch and Sniff telling a fellow psychiatrist about how he first attempted to make the Warners sane and how he lost his hair in the process. After his first encounter with the kids, he is ordered by the CEO, Thaddeus Plotz, to keep the zany kids under control. The CEO hasn't been this upset since they made Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. After one unsuccessful try with the siblings together, he then he first decides to talk with them separately, and then that has no success either. Finally, it is revealed that the psychiatrist he's talking to is the Warner siblings. And he like oh, and he goes to outer space. Just like let's end this now. Yeah, he 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 hits Mars. That's how it yeah. ends. He turns into a rocket and crashes into Mars. Was it something I said? So there are a few references in here. Humphrey Bogart is at the very beginning. I think he's introduced as Mister. Hot Mr. Top uh, Hollywood star guy or something like that. Mm. So obviously uh, they, the lawyers at Warner Brothers did not want to, you know, have to pay residuals to the, the, uh, oh, what do we call The Bogart. The Bogart estate. estate. Yes. 
So he kind of looks like Bruce Willis to me, actually. He doesn't really look like Humphrey Rogart to me. And of course, we have uh, Porky Pig and we have Ronald Reagan saying that he wants to be president one day. Having delusions. Yeah, having (laughs) incurable delusions of grandeur. And then, of course, we have pictures on the wall. Now, I had to, I wasn't able to figure out all of these, but these are the ones that I was able to figure out. We have Edward G. Robinson, who's most known to say, uh, I think he says, like, ah, you dirty rat. You know that guy? Yeah, Chief Chief Quimby from The Simpsons. Okay, Chief Quimby was on the wall. Yeah, Chief Quimby's on the wall. We have Betty Davis, Peter Lorre. Uh, Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson. We have Cher, uh, who for some reason is blonde because of, uh, miscoloring. They mm. put Cher as blonde. And Michael Keaton as Batman, who, if you look at it, Michael Keaton, it looks like there's like a, he looks like more like a cardboard cutout that Dr. Scratch and Sniff is next to because they did not color in Michael Keaton's face. So it's, uh, you know, a little, little blooper, I guess, there, but, um, so a lot of cool little references right there. What are your thoughts? What do you guys like about this uh, first segment, Desanitized? I enjoyed it. Um, I liked, I think I liked Wacko's uh, desanitization the most. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what's, what's on your head? How, what, uh-huh. what do you feel? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, My shirt. Why don't you just tell me what you're feeling? My shirt. No, that's what you are touching. What are you feeling? My nose. That's what you're touching. What are you feeling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think I felt like it was always a game to see who could get Scratch and Sif to pull the most hair, and Wacko gets two. So I was like, Wacko wins. So I don't know. That was my thoughts that's on it. That's a good there. way of thinking about it. Kelly? Well, that was my favorite part too, but, yeah. but I also like when, um, well, and, and I like when Wacko keeps saying, you know, you, maybe you should see a peace psychiatrist. <laughs> He's like, I am a peace, I, I mean, I am a psychiatrist. <laughs> maybe you should see a peace psychiatrist. I am a peace psychiatrist. I mean, a psychiatrist. <laughs> um. But when he's talking to Dot, and she's like, call me Dotty and die. Yes. And I just thought that was funny. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think, I think, the the segment I'm rewatching it again. I'm like, okay, Wacko Wacko wins for funniest segment of uh being desanitized right there. Uh, and yeah, the the running gag of uh of the pea psychiatrist. Yeah, Yako says it too as well later. And also like this isn't a this isn't a joke. It's a visual gag or this <laughs> is a you know <laughs> no monkey stuff. Oh yeah, that, that's one of my favorite lines, yeah. which is uh, the, you know the monkey stuff, the monkey stuff. Define monkey stuff. Yeah, the monkey stuff, the monkey stuff. You know, you walks around like a silly monkey. <laughs> Would you be all goofy like a monkey? That is the monkey stuff. You happy go around like a little monkey. Um, <laughs> which I gotta, I gotta say, it's so funny, like, trying not to be the, the adult brain kind of person right here. But I'm a fan of Roger Rabbit. Okay. okay. And I think that this, I think that this show takes a little bit of uh, inspiration from from who famed Roger Rabbit in some ways, right? We have uh, people being, we have characters being drawn, we have them going around a studio, interacting with interacting humans. with humans. Yeah. The humans themselves, though, are very tunish. Yeah, right he turns too. into a monkey. He turns into a monkey. <laughs> His face uh, physically changes into a monkey right there. So it's it's uh, 
there everyone's and then of course he turned into a rocket at the end. So I guess we can't really apply uh the, the Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I can't see Eddie Valiant doing that. <laughs> I hope not. Um so any other thoughts about this first segment? Um Yakos was funny too when he asked him to um, associate, you know, he would say a word, word and ask him to say what came to, to his mind, but he wasn't ready to start yet. And so everything he was saying, and Yako just would come up with something really quickly. And he was like, you know, and I can't even remember what, what the, um, lines were, but it just, it went on for, for several get moments. Out, and out, I thought that was really funny too, because he was getting so annoyed. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Yako the Thesaurus at that moment. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out! Leave, leave, leave. So, yeah, I, I, that is a, I mean, I've seen that, I've seen that segment many times and, uh, I, it's always, it always, it still makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so very good segment. Well, let's move on to the, the second, we're moving right along. We're moving to the second segment right now which is one of my favorite songs from the Animaniacs. And this is The Monkey Song. Um, this is adapted by Tom Ruger, directed by Carrie Hartle and Rich Ahrens. And in this the setup is pretty simple. It's Dr. Scratch and Sniff, the Warners, and the Hip Hippos are singing The Monkey Song about the Warners. And uh, we have good one, the Good Feathers are in it. And a good feather squit tries to play the flute throughout the song, but he keeps getting beat up by pesto. And uh, various characters from the show are introduced once again to us and just kind of shown as they're running around or in the case of like the mime getting crushed by an orange tree. Mm-hmm. I think it gave us our first adult innuendo of the series, which was Yako saying, for a nickel, I'll give you a clue. And so uh, to the, the nurse. Yes, to the hello, to hello nurse. Oh, who we should mention from the, the first segment was introduced, and that is her name, yes. is hello, hello nurse. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, um, I didn't know this until <laughs> last night. Maybe I knew it a while ago, but this, this was adapted for the show. And this originally, as far as I can tell, was originally sung by Harry Belafonte hmm. with the song called Monkey. And it's very similar. In fact, it's almost exactly the same song. On Monday morning, I got up late, and there was Mr. Monkey outside the gate. On Monday morning, I got up late, there was Mr. Monkey outside the gate. Don't know what to say, the monkey won't. I did not know that. I did not know that either. In fact, I'll put the link in the show notes for this for a YouTube uh, clip or a a YouTube version of the song. Uh, It's a a lot of the same lyrics, like the the whole thing of pulling the chain and almost like uh, going on the toilet and almost going down. A little random. Like if you weren't watching it, like I wouldn't know what was going on. That's the one line that's like. Pull the chain and I went down. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't make much sense. (laughs) Well, nothing makes sense in this thing. Well, in the song itself, it's it kind of makes sense. Well, he's in the bathroom. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I 
asked them to leave, but they stayed around. They put the chain and yeah, I ran down. I don't know what to say, it's a monkey's own to. Um, so yeah, so that was, that's what I learned last night. That, that whole, that whole thing was, uh, I thought it was just an original song, but no, it's actually an adaptation yeah, of the Harry Malavante. I know, adapted. adapted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there must be another. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. So, uh, the monkey song has always been one of my favorites. I was glad to see, um, that it was finally released on CD when I was, I would get the CDs at the Animaniacs. It didn't come out until, I believe, their lace, their lace, their last major CD release, which was a variety pack. Um, and the, the monkey song was finally on there. I'm guessing that one of the reasons it took so long is maybe there was some sort of maybe a, a, a legal musical reason with Harry Belafonte. I don't know for the, the monkey song, but it would probably at least cost more. Yeah. At the very least, since they would have to pay for. Yes. Any thoughts on any thoughts on this? What do you guys like about the monkey song? My favorite parts, of course, uh, scratch and sniffs in the stew. Oh, <laughs> I would rewind that. I remember as a kid just to hear him say that line again and again. Now I'm in the stew. Oh, poo. And again, the the part we I I remember I remember us re- rewinding a lot of this song quite a bit mm-hmm. and the part I remember us sampling a lot was they put buggies in my underpants <laughs> and I just just I don't know it was very there is there's a lot of funny lines for kids yeah. in this one there's a lot of like you know you're getting flushed down the toilet there's bugs in your pants you say oh poo at the end <laughs> um yeah there's a lot of good stuff Kelly what do you think well, one part that's always stood out to me is when Hello Nurse sings her line because it's so, I don't know, it just sounds awful. I don't know what to say the monkeys won't do. For a nickel, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Because it's like she's, I don't know, I don't know if she's trying to just sound really flat and monotone or, you know, <laughs> what what that that whole line is about, but it just seems kind of out of place with the rest of the song. Yes. And, um... I don't know. It's just always bugged me. Yeah. Well, you know, hats off to Tress McNeil, who voices both Dot and Hello Nurse, as well as, oh, I want to say her name. The hippo is Claudia, I want to say. That sounds right. Uh, I don't know. Hip hippos are not my favorite. But anyway, yeah. but hats off to Tress McNeil for being able to sing so well as Dot, which you got to think that's really hard to do, uh-huh. to sing in such a high pitched voice and actually yeah. make it sound good. Uh, and to have that vocal range of, of singing as the nurse, but sing flat and then yeah, sing as the hippo and sing. Uh, I remember meeting Tress McNeil when we, when we first, uh, met them in person and finding out that she, she was the voice of Dot and she was the voice of Babs Bunny and Gadget from, uh, Rescue Rangers. But then when they said, oh, yeah, and she also does the voice of Hello Nurse. And I'm like, what? And she also does the voice of the hippo. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> so Tress McNeil's uh, vocal range is really being shown in this uh, in particular song, which is cool. Uh-huh. Okay. Are we ready for the third segment, ladies and gentlemen? And we'll, I think so. And then we'll, sure. we'll wrap up this episode. The first and... Probably last. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to look back Best. at this. Yeah. Mm, uh, we're going to look back at it and go, oh my gosh, we should re-record this episode. But no, no, no. We're moving forward. 
We're going to be you're stuck with this. You're stuck with this first episode. Okay, and our third segment right here is called Nighty Night Tune. This is written by Nicholas Hollander and directed by Rusty Mills. And this is a parody of the storybook Good Night. Good Night Moon, which I don't remember ever being read as a kid at all. Me neither. Yeah, I think it must have been like just before. I remember it being popular at the time. Mm-hmm. And I worked in a bookstore and we sold sold it a lot, but I never read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I must have been. I'm I'm gonna assume that uh, Nicholas Hollander uh, probably just read this book to his kids at the time, and because for me, I, I I don't even think I think I I picked up the reference to the book even at yeah. the time. I read the book later in life, and I yeah. was like, oh, this is like that Animaniacs episode. <laughs> 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 oh, this book is t- that book stole from the yeah, Animaniacs. The <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> what the? Heck? So this is a parody of Goodnight Moon and Jim Cummings, who is currently the voice of uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, and he does a very Winnie the Poohish voice in this. Uh, he says goodnight to all the characters, and at the very end, Yakko says goodnight to Wacko's underwear. Um, there are a few uh, cool little hidden things in the Warner's Tower. If you look around, um, you'll see the Three Bear family from uh, Looney Tunes. Remember that, where you have the the short dad and the, the big baby, the big baby. Yeah. yeah, they're they're up on the wall. And I believe, just looking at this, I, I can tell you what I don't like about this segment is the animation style. Especially with the the first two segments, they have a very, I want to say, more of an angular kind of look to the the, the Animaniacs' mouths. When you open, it's hard to describe, but if they when they open their mouth, their mouth almost goes to kind of a triangle kind of uh, shape. And in this, the animation is very different. It feels different, and I believe it's because um, these were actually freelance animators from New Zealand for this part. Hmm. So a little, little portion right there. I may, I'm probably wrong at some point, but <laughs> the exact origin of the animation, but I, it's obvious that whoever, whatever animation studio did the first two segments uh, did not do this third segment. Cause I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I personally, I don't know if you even noticed. I didn't notice the animation. I didn't either. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. It's going to continue to drive me insane. <laughs> throughout this throughout this uh, run because um certain episodes for me i i know that this show is not um disney animation okay and uh, it, it was is for a daily yeah after school show and they had to get animation to get done the episodes cheap. out and yes um but when the animation when the characters just look different they just look different and they move their mouths different and they move and they just move their bodies a little bit differently. Not necessarily worse or better or anything like that, but just different. And, um, I, you know, just look back at the episode again when you get a chance. And you will, I promise you, you're going to see like a difference in the way they they move. The fluidity of the their movements. In some ways, it's a little, they are a little more fluid in their movements. But uh, at the same time, I don't think the quality of the the, uh, the character models are there. And also, when you look out the window of the of the water tower, the stars look very flat. 
Mm. And, uh, I don't know, just not as, not as nice if it was done. But I think I want to say that the, oh gosh, I want to say that the other segments are, were animated in China. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll have to look at that later, but, um, you could definitely see the difference. Check it out later and you'll, you'll see what I mean. I hope. Maybe. All right. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Any, any, uh, thoughts right here on 99 tune? Um, well, it's my least favorite of the show, I would say. Um, you, you know, just like the book, it's repetitive. It goes, introduce all the characters, and then we say goodbye to all these characters in that order. Um, I, I did like the pinky in the brain. Yeah. Nighty night, big headed laboratory rat. I am not a rat. I'm a mouse. Oh, drat. Oh, that rhymes too, Blaine. <laughs> oh, drat. That rhymes too, Brain. I think is the joke I enjoyed from it. But overall, I just remember fast forwarding through it as a kid, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's me. Kelly? It's not my favorite of the episode either, um, but I thought it, it worked pretty well as um, sort of a an ending for the first introductory episode. You do mm-hmm. kind of get to see some of the characters and, um, you know, just, just a, a sense of maybe what, what the show's going to hold. And you got to see the inside of their water tower, which, of course, is never the same from one episode to another. Yeah. But you, you can kind of get a sense of how zany and... Um, not really true to size it is when you right. when you see the interior of it and um you know because at the beginning of that segment they've got like a water ride and they're riding around in yes. it and it's just um it's it's kind of like Yak- I mean Wacko's bag where you know you can fit a million things right. in it and um it's always changing. So if Wacko's bag is like Felix the cat's bag, then the water tower is like Doctor Who's TARDIS. Exactly. Uh, okay, so we got that going on. Yeah, I, I, I do notice that the, 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 uh, it, it is definitely different each time they go into it. And that is cute and that is cool. It's definitely an obscure place. I mean, even the windows are kind of curved and everything is kind of, has this kind of, uh, out of worldish kind of feel to that area. And yet, like you guys said, it is our first intro to some of our characters. Yeah. So we got like, uh, Mindy and Buttons. We got Rita and Runt. And of course, Pinky and the Brain. Uh, and as you can notice, uh, when you see Rita and Runt, there's going to be many parts in this series where Rita is going to be there, but she's not going to talk <laughs> because <laughs> Bernadette Peters, I'm sure, cost a lot more money <laughs> than some of the other folks and was much harder to probably get into the studio. Because uh, Bernadette Peters, at least as far as I can tell, probably only just did her uh just did Rita just that one voice yeah. maybe uh-huh. yeah, I'm assuming anyway we'll find out okay well overall I think it was a very uh it was a very very good uh, premiere episode got to show us uh introduction to our characters that would be seeing throughout this series um so let's go ahead and go right to the ratings out of five water towers how many water towers would you give this particular episode. Who would like to go first? I'll do it. Okay. Um, I think I'll give it three. It it was about average. Um, it it was a good introductory episode, but there were so many more that I liked a lot more, mm-hmm. and um, that I, I number among my favorites. So um, so overall, I, I think it was pretty good. But um, uh, as I was saying before the show, I think the second episode uh was um was much better 
and it it's a it really showed just how great great the series could be. Okay, very good, Nathan. What do you think? I also agree. A three water towers for me. Um, I figure. I even before I saw the episode, I was like, "Well, I should give it three, and that way it's like my base one where I can always go up or down. I'd be right in the middle, right?" But yeah, it's just it's like a good episode. I do really enjoy the first two segments, but then that third segment, I'm just I just get bored. Ah, uh. um, but it is a great way to learn all the characters, get quick introductions to everyone, learn little things like Doctor Scratch and Sniff's eyes are blue. You wouldn't have known <laughs> oh, that that's right. If yeah. You don't watch this episode. Yeah. You never know because he never takes off his glasses. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's my. So idea. three water towers for me. Well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be a little different because I'm going to give this one three and a half water towers. <laughs> what? And your reason why is because, um, number one, I just love the monkey song. I just, um, this one had, this one has a lot of nostalgic, uh, you know, importance to me we watched it a lot as a kid and i think it really holds up really well um and honestly i liked the third segment more than i did when i was a kid uh when i was a kid like nathan said it was be one it would probably be one of those segments that you'd be like okay we're done with this episode and uh it's a little too slow and obviously we didn't get the reference to the book in yeah. the first place so um that wouldn't that wouldn't be important to us so um, but I'm going to give it three and a half just because of a uh, replay value. I, I really like this episode and it has one of my favorite uh, songs from the entire series. So there we go. Now, speaking of favorites, we had a poll on our Twitter account. Oh boy. And we had uh, several, several responses, Respons- yeah. several responses with a very important question, which we may have to just revisit later on. But uh, I put out a question there out to the uh, Twitter ether, and it was, who is your favorite Animaniacs sibling? And before sharing the results, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, Kelly, Nathan, who is your favorite Animaniacs sibling? Is it Yakko, Wacko, or Dot? And why? That's that's really hard, because I like different ones in different episodes. There you go. So I don't. I if don't you know. had to pick, this is Sophie's choice of Animaniacs. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's who terrible. You, who will you take? Hmm. I probably Yakko. Yakko, why? Yeah, just because I love Yakko's world. That's that's my thing. It's I love that song, and and uh, Rob Paulson was the first uh, uh, Animaniacs voice actor I met, and he was so nice and um, so funny, and I just, I don't know, he's the eldest, and, and sometimes he's the voice of reason, sometimes. <laughs> as much um, as possible. He's definitely, yeah. I guess you could say, the leader of the of the three, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he has a lot of, of the really great lines, and um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll pick Wack- Yakko. Okay, so for today, <laughs> or at least today... Kelly's picking Yakko. Nathan, what do you say? Yeah, as as a kid, I would have said Wacko, I think, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but now I'm older, I would have to say Yakko as well. Um, I think it's based probably on all the songs. Mm-hmm. He has all the best songs, I think, or Yakko's songs in general. But um, yeah, I would say Yakko. He's the leader. He 
he can get things done. <laughs> he can get things done. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to actually say Yakko as well. And I'm right with you, Nathan. I think as a kid, I would probably pick Wacko each time. But, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think Yakko is probably the wittiest of the three Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's not, not, which isn't to say that means he's the funniest of the three Animaniacs. Yeah. But to me, he's definitely the, the, the top of the three for me most of the time. And Kelly, I'm with you. One of the reasons is because I, you know, when I happened to meet Rob Paulson when I was, uh, you know, in high school, I must have been in high school at the time, uh, he was just a really genuinely nice person to me. And, uh, that really had an effect on me and just thinking, wow, he's such a cool guy. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. And, uh, that solidified my, uh, my, my, uh, you know, Yakko's appeal for me. Well, it turns out that, um, we, so three for Yakko, and it turns out that, According to our Twitter poll, looks like the majority agreed with us. 56% said Yakko, 31% said Wacko, and 13% said Dot. Oh, we won. We won. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go for a new poll for this next, uh, uh, as soon as this episode is posted. We'll have another poll for the week. And the next poll is going to be, what is your favorite Animaniac song from the following? Now, we've kind of picked social studies themed songs mm-hmm. we couldn't put every song from the animaniacs on so it's an election year right so we figured we'd pick stuff that has to do with the uh, social studies united states in general so of course we have yakko's world we have the united states capital what is it the 50 u.s states and their capitals uh-huh. by wacko mm-hmm. and we have the presidents of the united states all the way up to bill clinton or they also say that you know Technically, it's Hillary. Hillary, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's which ironically actually could happen. It might. Just, uh, it, wow. Who, 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 would have been yeah. more impressive. If they were like, and maybe Donald <laughs> Trump. No, no. <laughs> like, Whoa, what is? How did they? Anyway, uh, so that'll be our thing. So, what is your favorite song from Animaniacs? Is it Yakko's World, U.S. Capitals, or Presidents of the United States? And we will have this social studies themed song poll up on our Twitter account which is at Animaniacast. That's where you can find us on Twitter. On Facebook, if you'd like to get in contact with us there, go to facebook.com slash Animaniacast. And our email, if for some reason you wanted to send us an email, go ahead and send that to Animaniacast at gmail.com. Now, Kelly, Nathan, where can people get in contact with you if they just want to say hi? Uh, on Twitter, I'm Yoda Princess, which is Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And um, for email, they can email me at kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at bigshinyrobot.com. Fantastic. And Nathan, what is your Twitter account that you check all the time? All the time. I'm <laughs> always on it. 24-7. Django FT. That's me. <laughs> Django Fett. Because <laughs> I'm a huge Django Fett. Ben? Not really. Um, well, <laughs> I am. So <laughs> now you are. Yep. And I forever will be. It's all because my Gmail is also DjangoFT. So oh, there we go. You can DjangoFT all across the board. See, I learned something about my brother today, ladies and gentlemen, and that is that for some reason he picked Django Fett <laughs> as his as his thing, even though I've never heard him once talk about Django Fett in well, conversations about Star Wars at all. I didn't want to add numbers to things, so. <laughs> Okay, well, that's what we had available. Okay, then. So, anyway, for Kelly, Ed, Nathan, 
This is Joey, and this is the Animaniacast. Join us next time for episode two, in which, among other things, we're going to introduce the premiere of Yakko's World. For Kelly and Nathan, this is Joey saying goodbye, nurse. I don't know what else to say. That sounds good enough for me. Let's all say it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Goodbye, Goodbye, nurse. nurse. There we go. Good night, everybody. Cue the theme song. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.